0: And Super Bowl champion, Sean King, on v the sports betting network.
2: We are off and running uh, on the eve of the NFL draft. That gentleman right there, many moons ago, not that many was drafted second round of the 1999 draft feeling 32 men will feel tomorrow and then many more to come on friday that's sean king i'm tim murray we got a whole lot going on Sean's sweating out the miami marlins and the washington nationals right now unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable I bet, uh, I did bet a baseball game today. Scott Seidenberg walked into the studio last night and said, the cards. cards on getaway day. I'm like, all right, Scott, let's uh, let's roll with you. And uh, sure enough, they were able to beat the Mets. So well done, Mr. Seidenberg, as he continues to stay red hot on the baseball diamond. News aplenty with the NFL draft. Some late steam happening. As you all know, you can't bet anymore here in Nevada. But other jurisdictions, you certainly can. And uh was just... Uh, Chatting with uh, Derek Stevens moments ago, and uh, he was uh, talking about the steam of Kayvon Thibodeau in other markets, potentially going number two. So a lot to get to. We will head to Detroit uh, and chat with John Jansen, former Michigan Wolverine, uh, morning show host there in Detroit, and drafted in the same round as you in
3: 1999.
2: So we will talk to John Jansen, get his thoughts, his latest, and uh, what he expects to happen at number two before we jump into the nfl draft a whole lot of nfl draft today two of the best mock drafters out there evan silva and ben standing will both join the program excited to have mike Golic jr we had mike Golic senior
3: oh mike uh, coming in studio
2: on the show over the nice. weekend and uh mike Golic jr staying here a lot of uh a lot of big big wigs uh were, were here today a lot of people in the gambling spaces uh, so there was uh so good to see some people there so we got a game coming up momentarily, Golden State and Denver. We'll see if Golden State can close off or close out the Nuggets. But the Mil- uh, Milwaukee Bucks, after losing Chris Middleton, Sean covered all three games, and they are headed on to take the Boston Celtics. I don't know if game one has been announced yet. Uh, I imagine it will be this weekend at some point, either Saturday or Sunday. Uh, but updated series price at Westgate. Remember a couple nights ago we said it was Celtics minus 200, mm-hmm. Bucks plus 175. Uh, most recent series price, at least at the Westgate Superbook, Milwaukee backing it's down to plus 130, and the Celtics at minus 150. Any thoughts on that series?
3: It's hard for me to tell, like uh, Milwaukee's capabilities without Chris Middleton because they were basically playing a G League team. <laughs> I mean, it pretty much was Demar Derozan, Vucevic, and then a bunch of guys that on a playoff caliber team are G-Leaguers.
2: So I, I don't know. And Zach Levine, of course, was out today uh, due to COVID. So uh, no Levine and uh, DeMar DeRozan had a whopping 11 points tonight. Uh, and this was a, a really easy victory for uh, the Bucks. They led by 16 after the first quarter, led by 18 at the break, led by 23 going into the fourth, Sean. Uh, Giannis, just a ho-hum, 33-9 performance. Bobby Portis, since being inserted into the starting role, baller. He's been playing great. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Portis, very important in their run to the championship. Remember last year, uh, you know, Bobby Portis became really a, a a huge fan favorite in Milwaukee. He didn't even really play in the mm-hmm. Nets series, true. And then came back out and had a great attitude and was out there. He had 17 rebounds tonight. Did to Bobby Portis? Drew Holiday had nine assists. Uh, Pat Connaughton, my guy, 20 points. And uh, your guy, Grayson Allen, 13 points. So the bench <laughs> my group, guy. Your guy, Grayson Allen, he's a dookie. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the few dookies that I don't like. <laughs> you were talking him up when he was having the 11 well, threes just, over two games. I'll
3: use him to needle other people, but he's not on my wall. Uh, he's not on your wall.
2: Yeah. All right, so the Bucks moving on. Easy winner. By the way, if you played the under, a bit of a sweat, but you were able to get it home uh, as they ultimately do get that thing uh, across the finish line to the under, I should say. Favorite covers under hits one sixteen to one ten closing number of two seventeen and a half that closes two sixteen. It's like those guys are good at what they do. Yeah, yeah. I
3: I I looked at the twelve and a half and I was upset with myself because I think the game opened at nine and a half and then the Zach Levine news came out and it went to twelve and I was like, do you want to take a bad number? But obviously it was still a good number. It's still covered.
2: The, The only worry you had was you know. They were up so big so early yeah. that you know, maybe there would be a backdoor opportunity. Like, what could
3: go wrong? An NBA team was winning. Yeah.
2: Hey, the Golden Knights. Uh, they tied it up. Yeah, so I have
3: some major sweats here. I have the Blackhawks oh, on the money line.
2: Oh, I thought it was going to be one day. I no, thought it was going to no, be one day. No, 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 I have the Blackhawks. I took them <laughs> Because in the... remember, they're in the red
3: tape. Oh, they're there forever. So I took the Blackhawks. Rever's a long In time. the first period and got really, really fortunate because they were up 1 0. Then Vegas tied it, but the Blackhawks scored their second goal in the first with, like, two seconds left. So, I won that bet. Now I have the Blackhawks on the money line. I have the Marlins on the run line. We're going to the top of the ninth. They're up a run because Jazz Chisholm, the second baseman, dropped an infield fly ball with two outs. And subsequently, Scott walked two guys, and the Nationals got a run. So, hopefully the Marlins can get me an extra run here and get out of here with a two-run win, and it'll be good. I have the – guardians tonight to beat the angels they're up i think 2-1 okay i have the a's to beat the giants they're up 1-0 and have the astros on the run line they're up 4-2 so some some things going you know uh, what's not going and i'm extremely happy is you can no longer bet on the draft in las vegas
2: why are you happy because about that? i won't
3: be tempted to reach in my pocket and ask you know one of our excellent members of the nightcap crew to go and make a wager that I'm going to get information the following day that's no longer relevant. Well, think about the odds. I would love to see, like, if we could put a graphed, a graphic together that shows, like, from the first offering for who would go number one when Evan Neal was, like, what, minus oh, two-something? We showed it yesterday. And how it changed. Yeah. And I'm talking about the sequence yeah. of it's, how it's
2: changed. I mean, once again, we talked about it yesterday. I mean, Spencer Rattler was once upon a time. The number was the favorite.
3: Yeah, I told you guys to that was number. bogus. That was Fru I didn't I didn't bet it. I didn't say you bet it, but I said that was Frugazi. And then Sam
2: Howe was there. Yeah, it was uh, it's it's been quite the the wild journey. Denver, Golden State underway, by the way, uh, with Golden State laying nine and a half to try to close out the Denver Nuggets. Here's that uh graphic that you asked for. Yeah, uh, July twenty-eighth to August 23rd, Spencer Rattler two to one. This is at Points Bet. August 23rd to August 31st. So for a week, it was Sam Howell. Then Kayvon Thibodeau was odds on the entire football season. Now, once again, there's not a lot of movement during football season unless, you know, someone goes nuclear. Uh, then Aiden Hutchinson had the year that he had. He was the favorite from December 15th to February 13th. Evan Neal then shot into the favorite spot. Then it was Icky Aquanu for just a little bit, just a day. Then back to Evan Neal. Then back to Aiden Hutchinson. And now we sit Trayvon Walker as the favorite, and um, he is going one. You know the
3: interesting thing about Trayvon Walker? He wasn't number one until he was. Yeah. Out of all
2: those names, his name was
3: never at the top of the list, and now he's minus 255. Uh, fascinating process that ultimately culminates with tomorrow and the commissioner announcing the first-round pick. So,
2: Right now at DraftKings, I would say this, Trayvon Walker is uh, – you see the graphic; it's actually minus three dollars right now. I would bet it. I, I, I he's going one.
3: What bet? Thirty to win ten.
2: Three hundred to win one hundred. We talked about laying yeah, juice. Sometimes. I'm still not convinced. This Trayvon Walker.
3: I won't believe it until that's what they should take. But
2: I think at this point, I don't know. I mean, what, they like, had
3: an emergency meeting today in Jacksonville to try and come to a consensus. No. So what if the guys? So what do you think the guys that lost are doing right now? You think they're just sitting around at, at the local Starbucks like, oh, well, we lost that one. They're <laughs> trying to garner more support. They're not giving up until the, the pick is in.
2: i tell you what, though, man. It, it's And we're going to talk to John Jansen in about 20 minutes. Um, the steam right now on Kayvon Thibodeau to go to is, is real. And we'll see what happens. But my, this is my uh, tinfoil hat thought. Remember last week? here in Las Vegas, there was an article written by Todd Dewey at the Las Vegas Mm Review-Journal about the steam that came in, the sharp action on Kayvon Thibodeau to go two. Right. That pushed Kayvon Thibodeau all the way to odds-on to be the number two
0: overall pick. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss.
2: Hutchinson was going one and that Detroit would have Kayvon Thibodeau but now with the flip the script flipped does Detroit pass up on Aiden Hutchinson at the end of the day as you would say this at the end of the day it should just matter what the board says it shouldn't matter where Aiden Hutchinson played collegiate football right it should be Who do we think is the best player should go number two? I think that's what's happening. And it seems like, yeah, I mean.
3: I don't don't agree with the board if this is how it's going to play out. But, I mean, you know the beneficiary of all this? J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Jets. I mean, it looks like they're going to be sitting at four if everything we're hearing is accurate. The Jets are going to be at pick four and be able to choose between Aiden Hutchinson, Icky Aquanu, and Sauce Gardner. who a lot of people have rated as number one player at all three of those positions.
2: And if if yes, if if this steam is correct that Kayvon Thibodeau is I like chaos. Going to I hope that's this would be chaos. You know what would
3: really be chaos? If at number two, the Detroit Lions select and put any quarterback name Malik Willis in that pick, whoever it is, that would create
2: chaos. I thought the chaotic part would come at six with Carolina. I feel like, and I put this out on Twitter today. I think the Eagles trading up to get Jamison Williams at six. Mm-hmm. They drop back to 15. They pick up this, the uh, Eagles' second-round pick at 51. Mm-hmm. And then I texted a buddy down in Charlotte, and this would make you happy, Nick Wilson, host on WFNZ, and he said, don't rule out Gardner Minshew in that deal. Yeah, I would understand that. What about that deal? Yeah, I brought that up. I told you I know. a good deal, yeah. I mean, that'd be a much better deal than the one that you offered. You offered I just picture. take Sam Howell. Maybe they will at 15. How have the books changed? How did things end here in Vegas? We'll talk to Vinny Maiulo next. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zin Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zin Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at Zin.com 10. That's ZYN.com 10. Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 and over. Currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Who are the Lions going to take it to? We might find that answer out. Get a little more perspective in 15 minutes when John Jansen joins us. But right now, a gentleman that I bet you has his feet kicked up, a little cocktail in his hand, because you know what, Sean? (laughs) Nobody can bet the draft anymore here in the state of Nevada. And that is Vinny Maiola, our good friend over at the South Point. And as soon as the market came down, I bumped into Derek Stevens here in Nevada. Here came this steam on Kayvon Thibodeau, potentially landing two. So Vinny, I know you have some historical perspective on the NFL draft. Uh, What do you got for us?
4: Well, boys, first of all, good to be with you as always Um, in terms of Thibodeau, by the way, I'll tell you how things have changed. And, uh, you know, We had him to be the first pick originally at 20 to one. So that tells you how, you know, how things have changed. And, you know, these mocks, and we know there's a million mocks, right? Let me tell you this about these mocks. There are many mock drafts, as you guys know, but there are no mock bets. Trust me when I tell you, (laughs) no such thing. Okay. The other part of the the greatest history I could share with you, though, is that, you know, guys, I'm, I'm, uh, just a couple, of, a couple of years older than you. Uh, and I remember when the draft, when the draft, we, we used to get the results of the draft the next day. I remember, you know, I grew up in the New York metropolitan area and, you know, everybody would be all excited about it. But it was an afterthought. It was nothing. We'd wait till the, the paper came out or listen to the news the next day as to who got drafted. I mean, the fact that it's grown and the way it's grown is just an, an absolute amazing story. And when you think about how it's going in recent years with the advent and the addition, particularly here in Nevada with the, uh, with the addition of wagering on it, and now that it's here, and the biggest historic, uh, historical perspective I can share with you guys is that there was a time Las Vegas was so taboo to the NFL, and now the NFL is going to be based here for, the, for a half a week we got a team here, and the draft is here. This, this draft, with these props, the amount of money that's going to be bet on, on this draft is going to surpass the last few years when we've been able to book it combined. So, And by the way, on a personal note, back in 1999— I had one Sean King going in the first five <laughs> quarterbacks. I don't know what the hell those teams were thinking about.
3: Hey, I'm
4: Luke McNall! I can't believe it. Cade Mc- Cade McNall. Cade, Cade McNall. Yeah, I
3: still ain't figured that one out.
4: <laughs> I'm I'm was I was with you. I was look, as flabbergasted Miami, as you were. maybe well, it's too soon, Sean. But I got to tell you, you got the ring, buddy. So I got to tell you, Vinny Malula back in '99 at Caesar said, "There's no this Sean King guy's not getting out of the first round." Hey,
3: I was with you. Uh, We were on the same wavelength. I was emotionally going through it pick by pick. Trust me.
2: Well, we're going to talk to another second-round pick from the 99 draft here in 10 minutes. Well, uh, maybe he still has the same vitriol of the the tackles that went in front of him, John Jansen. Um, You know, real quickly, I want to get to the moves that you guys have had, but I'm just curious. How many people came up to have come up to the counter. And I got to imagine tomorrow it will be, ma- be many oh, yeah. that are like, I, I want to bet uh, Evan Neal under. you like, sorry, can't. And, you know, I-, yeah. I-, I hope for your ticket takers who are lovely people. I love going over to the South Point, And uh, I hope for their sake that they don't get yelled at. It's not their fault. It's, no, it's the rules. It's, yes.
3: No, it's their fault.
4: <laughs> you'll, see them, you'll see them tomorrow. They'll be. They'll have helmets on. They'll be cushioned. Oh, <laughs> tomorrow.
2: I, f- I pray for them tomorrow, man. That's going to be rough. It's
4: difficult because, you know, as you guys know, the day of of an event is is the most uh, the most inquiries and in the fact that we're here. So, first, let's talk about the reason for it, guys. I mean, you know, uh, we got the draft here a few years back, and I got approval for it. Uh, there's so much information that comes out, and it's the day of, and the Gaming Control Board, and understandably so, they have a, a position that's listen. Somebody's going to know something, uh, particularly as we get closer to the event. That uh, they're going to know who picks are. They don't want uh, they don't want anybody to have any information that uh, the uh, that the, uh, the licensees don't have. So they said, you know what, 24 hours ahead of time, uh, bets are going to lock out. So the alternative was not to have betting on the draft, and we certainly wanted it. So uh, we had to suffice for that. Now down the road, will that change? Let's hope so. Uh, but tomorrow there's going to be a, a ton of inquiries. But getting back to the betting, I have to tell you guys, I mean, and, you know, you've seen prices swing <laughs> immensely. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, you, you, you just look at, the you, you, you're talking about, you know, uh, let, let's let, let's look at some of, you know, who, who's going to go, Aiden Hutchinson, right, or Trayvon Walker. I mean, those guys basically have flipped in terms of who's going to go before the other. We tried to simplify it and make it to where, where they're going to go, what position, Aiden Hutchinson at one and a half. We made the under, uh, which mean, meant that we thought he was going to go as the number one pick. We made the under minus $1.70. It wound up flipping all the way the other way practically. I mean, so you just look at these bets and you look at these positions and the opinions that come out, and it's just a landslide in, in one way. There's very little two-way action. Uh, when it comes uh, when it comes to these draft bets, uh, the, the, the the prop bets, and then of course you know uh, depending on what other people have and credit the betters they go out they uh, they shop for prices they look for the best value and they'll say hey look you know what I'm going to go and, uh, and and try to middle it you know Trayvon Walker we had him originally at three and a half with the under the favorite uh, at minus two fifty he wound up uh, being the the, the over uh, the under uh, three and a half. Went to a bigger favorite, basically almost a three to one, and Hutchinson uh, went the other way. So uh, you know what? It's it's as unpredictable as anything you've seen and anything that we book, guys.
2: Talking once again, to Vinny Maiulo over at the South Point. We love him here on the network at Visa and Vinny. Uh, Vinny, some of the biggest movers. You mentioned Trayvon Walker. Um, you know, I, I know a guy that got a lot of movement towards the over uh, was George Karloftis, the Purdue edge rusher. Uh, I think he opened at your shop at 19 and a half. So who were some of the biggest movers, whether it was up or down uh, from your initial postings? Uh, I think this was what on Monday, uh, Friday, oh, we, Friday, uh, right? Friday.
4: We put them up Friday. Yeah. yeah. The earliest we put them up. That's a great point. Carl Optus, uh Tim, uh, 19 and a half over minus 20. We thought we had the best of it, right? Uh, no, 19 and a half. Not good enough. 20 and a half. Not good enough. 21, 22 and a half over minus 30. So uh, there, there, there you go on, on Carl Lopdis. There's another one, uh, Andrew Booth Jr., uh, the cornerback from, uh, from Clemson, 26-and-a-half yep. half pick him, Went to 30-and-a-half. So those are, I mean, just enormous moves uh, when, when you look at them. That's pretty considerable. As a bookmaker from our side of the counter, you can't be opposed to just moving the juice. What you've got to do, guys, is sometimes you've got to move the number, right? You've got to watch uh, how the action's coming in. And we keep an eye on some of the projections, too, uh, with the mocks. But i got to tell you, there's so many of them, and trying to keep track of it uh, is uh, a pretty uh, enormous undertaking. But the batters have to do the same thing. So uh, uh, we're all in the same boat.
2: Uh, Vinny, I'm, I'm just kind of once again glancing at what you guys had to offer. What about the first quarterback to be selected, Market You had Malik Willis open as the favorite, minus 150. Kenny Pickett was 7-5. to five. So was that 140 Desmond Ritter, 10 to one Matt Corral, 15 to one. What, what kind of movement, if any, did you see on the first quarterback to be selected market? Yeah.
4: You know what? Tim, We did not see a whole lot of movement on that particular prop. In other words, folks were not just really uh, weighing in on which quarterback would be selected first, but what they did take uh, uh, really a stock in and and bet uh, pretty good was the total number of quarterbacks drafted in the first round. And we had over two and a half as the favorite at 250. Uh, they laid 250, 260. So they laid it up just the shy of, uh, of three to one. So uh, the, that, that, one, uh, that one got more play in terms of the quarterback prop. And by the way, let me just clarify this because I've had to clarify this on every segment I've done on, on the v uh, network and platform. When it comes to edge, everybody out there, let's remember, edge is a defensive player had people last year saying, well, you didn't specify edge. Let me tell you. And, Sean King, when you tell me, when I hear it from you and Michael Lombardi on the Lombardi line, that there's an edge running back, an edge wide receiver, an edge quarterback, then we'll make it an offensive category as well. But until you guys, tell me.
3: So, so, a defensive so here's the question for you, Vinny. What is Daxon Hill – the D B from Michigan being announced as. Over at the South Point, the cornerbacks as opposed to safeties totals for the first round. If he's announced as a well, they corner. Don't have the oh, okay. Round, because uh, we were told like some of those could come down to is he going to be announced as a cornerback or a safety? Yeah. Yeah.
4: I gotta be honest with you, I did not specify that for that exact reason, Trump, because so what we did was really focus on the draft position. Because you got folks out there that are saying, listen, if a guy's a defensive, so the best way to handle that is you know, you qualify him as a defensive player, period, or an offensive (laughs) player, period. Vinny, like I said,
2: edge is defensive. (laughs) We got to run, Vinny. You're the best. Enjoy the draft. There he is. Vinny Maiulo. We head to the Motor City, who will be number two. John Jansen It is a nightcap here on VEASAN, and folks, we are less than 24 hours away from the NFL Draft, and our betting experts have put together everything you need to bet on the draft this week. The NFL Draft betting guide has mock drafts, analysis for every NFL team, odds and best bets for the first round. Get the VEASAN NFL betting guide today for only $10. Go to VEASAN.com slash draft. Are efforting to get uh, John. I like Jansen. that word,
3: efforting. That's Sounds right. like a racehorse.
2: And down the stretch they come, and efforting. All right, we're gonna do some some live on air stuff. We're gonna text our producer just the number, just in case. Okay. Uh, I John has been communicating with me, so maybe we have got some technical snafus yeah. going on. Uh, as uh, we want to hear the analysis and thoughts of of Mr. Jansen up there in. The Motor City, who are they going to select with the number two pick? Should it be Trayvon Walker? Should it be – I guess Trayvon Walker won't be available. Should it be Aiden Hutchinson? Um, Might be. Nothing would surprise me tomorrow. Could it be Kayvon Thibodeau? Nothing. Could it be –
3: Icky Equanu to the Jacksonville Jaguars? So I have –
2: so there, there are bets that I've given out in the show.
3: So, what's the best case scenario for you for the first three picks tomorrow?
2: So we were going to do this a little bit later, a little tease. Best case scenario: Trayvon Walker one, mm-hmm. uh, Hutchinson two, Derek Stingley three, Ikia Iki four, and uh, Sauce five. That would be perfect.
3: That would be tragic. Perfect. Perfect. If, if F- the 0. best player in the draft drops to five, that's tragic.
2: Well, let me uh, let me bring in uh, maybe the second best player. In the nineteen ninety nine NFL draft, uh, per Tim Murray's ratings, I don't know. We, 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 we duke it out a little bit. He
3: was he was he should have been drafted higher as well.
2: So, John Jansen joins us right now. John, yesterday I uh, I brought up draft night uh, to Sean or draft afternoon, right? Ninety nine was set. Yeah. and he rattled off like it was yesterday. Boom, Bing, 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 Bing. Top seven picks. All the quarterbacks that went in front of him. I have a list in front of me right now, John, of the. Six offensive tackles that went in front of John Jansen, who went 37th overall to my Washington Redskins in the second round. How many can you name, John, of the tackles that went in front of you?
5: Well, six tackles and one stinking guard. Uh, So, yeah, I can name them all. Can you believe uh, they took a guard and that's, I mean, new England, they take Damian Woody out of Boston college ahead of me. They took him. Let's see. I think he was, he was seven. He was actually the second lineman off the board. So I'm going to give you all in order. John Tate uh, for Kansas city at 14, 17 was Damian Woody, 18 match Stinchcomb uh, for the team that doesn't even belong to Oakland anymore. The uh, Luke Pettigau for the New York football giants, LJ Shelton, Right down the road from me in Ypsilanti, Eastern Michigan. I can't believe it. I'm going to leave number 27 for just a moment because I'll get back to that one. My hometown, Chris Terry, was taken at the top of the second round by the Carolina Panthers. And I'll go back to that 27th overall pick because that one really pissed me off. My hometown, Detroit Lions. I grew up, let's see. Maybe 10 minutes from the Silverdome, which doesn't even exist anymore. And I've been to many a game. Uh, Bobby Ross was the head coach. I had a chance to talk to him. Uh, I thought I was going to Detroit. I thought I was going to be a first round pick. And then they took the big fella from Wisconsin, Aaron Gibson. And you know what? For 12 years, every time I entered one of those stadiums, I gave him the bird every stinking time. And loved every minute of it.
2: I'm with you. <laughs> I love. This. I named them off as well. These I, I couldn't believe it. These past have been so great to hear uh, both of you guys talk about a, a day that happened what 24 years ago, 23 years ago, and you guys rattled it off like it was yesterday. And, uh, and our emotion, the emotions... one that pissed that you off the most was uh, was Kate. Yeah, McCown. I'm sitting there. i watching the Kate now. <laughs>
3: And every time we played Chicago, man, I made sure I went to sleep early the night before the game. I drank a lot of water. Oh, I was yeah. like, I'm about to get him to business. Jeez.
5: Yeah, I know. I mean, and and then and then you look at the years that were played by some of those guys and the quality that they had. I mean, come on, Sean. You should have certainly been right up at the top. I mean, Achilles Smith? What did he ever do?
3: You know what's crazy? I was so mad, John. I didn't watch the second round of the draft. I couldn't tell you anybody picked in the second round except me. That's how disgusted I was with how the first round went. Yeah, I, I mean, I so I was
5: probably more realistic than most individuals as they entered the NFL draft. I had no misconceptions that I was going to be in the top five or the top ten or even the top 15. I thought that I could be somewhere late first, early second. So I was fine with where I went, but I was still pissed off that, you know, the tackles that went in front of me, I wanted to make sure I had a better career. I played longer. I had more opportunity, created opportunity for myself. And uh, the thing about it though, is every, every single one of those guys, now I don't know about you and your quarterbacks, right? Quarterbacks are a different breed. But for us offensive linemen, every time I had a chance to get to get
3: together with those guys, I wanted to hate them, but they're all great dudes. Oh, yeah, I'm friends with all of those guys. Donovan, Akili, I don't really know Tim as well, but Cade's I, I, a, a West Coast guy. So you know, they, <laughs> California guys kind of do their own thing. But Dante, I, I mean, I thought San Francisco 49ers had a 24 selection. They had told me to my face, if you're there at 24, you're going to be a Niner. I mean, I was peacocking around the house, pick 24, Yeah. phone didn't ring. They well, said, and with the 24th selection, the San Francisco 49ers select Reggie McGrew, D tackle <laughs> from Florida. <I> went, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Uh huh. Hey, John, yep. John, you mentioned your hometown team passing you up. Are we going to see it again? Aiden Hutchinson has now, all reports say. Fallen into the laps of Detroit at number two, but per the betting market here in the past handful of hours, there's been significant steam on Kayvon Thibodeau going number two. So are they going to pull a 1999 and pass up the hometown Michigan Wolverine?
5: You know what? It's the Lions, right? <laughs> and the reason that they haven't won anything, a championship, they've had one playoff win since 1957, I mean, can you even imagine what it's like? My radio partner in the morning is 62 years old. He was born in 1958. He's never seen the Detroit lions win a championship. So if they're going to continue to draft, you know, outside the realm and go and try and be the smartest guys in the room, then they're always going to have the same thing happen over and over and over Hey, you've got and and honestly it doesn't matter that Aiden Hutchinson grew up you know and he lives his folks live a mile from where I am sitting right now, and it doesn't matter that he grew up in Detroit, that he went to Dearborn divine child, that he was an all American at the university of Michigan, that he was a legacy at the university of Michigan, following his dad, he was a captain at the university of Michigan. He's a leader. He works his ass off. And you pair that with the fact that he has great talent and he goes into a game with a game plan, not just the game plan. The coaches give them Hey, this is what you're going to do. When we make this defensive call, when we get this front, when we get this look, when it's this down a distance, you're on this hash, he's got all that mapped out, but he's also got a plan for every single individual going right down the line, left tackle, right tackle center. Both guards. When I match up against this guy, here's how I'm gonna attack him in this situation. He's got a game plan, and you don't see guys go into the NFL like that. So if the Detroit Lions are smart, Dan Campbell, I've known him.
3: He he was in that nineteen ninety nine. I was gonna say that I think he he came in with us. I he will did. say this, John, and John. I will say this. They have one other player that they could select, and I'd say okay. And that's Sauce Gardner. Because Sauce Gardner is from Detroit, Michigan as well. Went to Martin Luther King Jr. High School. Other than those two names, anything else? And the Lions are lying in. Uh, you know what that means is, is here in the state of Michigan, especially
5: in the Detroit, Metro Detroit area, we've got damn good football.
3: Yeah, very um, good. But
5: I tell you what, the, 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 the only problem with that, and I hope that this does not play an issue, but a couple of years ago, They took Jeffrey Okuda Okuda, at number 30 and he's been hurt. And I mean, the first year it was, I think it was a hamstring that he tried to play through last year. We know it was the Achilles uh, and it just, it hasn't paid off for him. So they're probably the organization, a little gun shy of selecting a corner, not just at three, but at number two. Because the fan base would be on fire. Now, it would be tempered a little bit because he is from Detroit.
2: We got to run, John. Always appreciate it, man. Enjoy it tomorrow. We'll talk to you soon. All
5: right, man. You guys take care.
2: There he is. John Jansen. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon. Heat free cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 plus only. In terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> John, I texted and I said, I loved it. I wish we could have had him on long. These. We got hard outs. Got to pay the bills. We got to do what we got to do. But John goes, he goes. I was like, that was awesome. He goes, no problem. Thanks for having me. Got me fired up, and I woke up the entire house because it's late. <laughs> it's yeah, 10, it's, only, it's it's ten late. thirty there, yeah. and he's got a morning show. Yeah. I don't know if he's gonna be able to fall asleep. I was gonna ask him to do another segment, but I, he, he might have, you know, been sleeping on the couch or something like that.
3: Hey, guys, don't forget those things,
2: man. That was, you know, I've always heard stories, you know, I've, and I've heard these draft day recollections. Dude, that thing's emotional. But man, you know, hearing you and John, these things happened 23 years ago, folks, and you both rattled like off. because was yesterday. Sean, you rattled off the first eight picks, seven picks of the draft. You mm-hmm. rattled off every quarterback, where they went, 100%. the teams, and the guy that went to the spot that you thought you were going to get drafted. Yes. I mean, that's incredible. And then, You I know mean, how you work your whole life to get to that day? And John, by the way, It was like he knew the question was coming. I mean, he. I mean, maybe he's talked about it on his radio show. No. He banged out those. I mean, it was like, and and I knew the picks. And I forgot he knew the teams, the picks, the colleges. Those.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty: Sports Scandals.
1: As well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers, and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
2: You guys went to, yeah. and then he also knew the uh, that. Um, uh who was it? Uh the Damian Woody went 17. He was like a guard went a se- center. <laughs> Dude,
3: you work your whole life for this specific day. Like just think about this. In Little League, you think I'm going play- I'm playing the NFL. Right. High school, I'm playing the NFL. College, I'm playing the NFL. All of a sudden it's draft day and you know you're getting selected. The question is where? But like your age is telling you where you think you're gonna go, different teams are telling you how they feel about you and so, by the time the commissioner walks to the stage, every player in their mind have at least figured out the round that they're expecting to go in. And a lot of guys have narrowed it down to, okay, this or this. And when you see them take somebody that you think is inferior to you, that is infuriating.
2: I mean, there, there are a couple that obviously come to mind more so. Aaron Rodgers obviously wait until 24 in 2005. A couple of years later, Brady Quinn, uh, people thought he would go 9 to the Dolphins, waited until 22. Like, hi,
3: come on, 22? I went 50? Come on, like, get <laughs> out of here. Man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and this is no offense to anybody else. Like, your team you on draft day. Like, even your homeboys. Like, if you're one of those programs, they got a lot of guys getting drafted. You feel good for your teammates, but if you haven't gotten selected yet, you're still not really trying to, like, be all – the life of the party. Like, you're in the corner. You,
2: well, that's the crazy thing, too. Is the like,
3: glass of champagne turn, turn into a red solo cup.
2: Yeah. You, <laughs> you see these elaborate draft Shoot. parties, man. And it's like, and, and and think about it. There are 20 guys, 21, I think, going to be in town tomorrow uh, for the draft. Not all of them are getting drafted tomorrow. And now that's the weird part. Like, at least if you were in the green But room, they
3: know. The guys that aren't going... On Thursday, that are here, they know they're not going on Thursday.
2: But it's turn- they might think they might sneak into the first yeah, round. But,
3: but they, there's, but I mean, who are we talking about? I don't know. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I
2: don't remember the list. There's, you know, they know
3: they like it's a it's
2: a uh, is Carl here? I think he might be. I mean, he's a guy that a lot of people think could drop. But he has. Like, I mean, I think he knows that yeah. by now. He was
3: a popular name, but as you break down the film and you get further removed from how that person made you feel. And it gets back to being about football. That's where you see these late shifts. Like, I love Aiden Hutchinson. And from everything I've heard, he knocks it out of the park when he meets people. Right. But when you really get back to the film, Trayvon Walker's a better prospect than Hutch. Doesn't mean Hutch is a bad player. Right. He's still a really good player, but Trayvon Walker has the attributes to be a generational. Type of talent.
2: So that, Sean, that doesn't surprise me. That, that makes sense. The Sauce trade... Gardner
3: is mad. If Sauce Gardner is sitting somewhere right now, man, if the Texans take Stingley over to me, I promise you.
2: Sauce I'll never
3: here. give up a catch
2: Sauce when we here. play the Texans. So here, here's the list of uh, players here. Matt Corral could very well be a second-round pick.
3: That makes sense, though, because he's going to be the focal point of Friday's draft. Sure. Uh, Charles
2: Cross. That makes sense. He'll he's be, probably going to top 10. He'll be gone. Jordan Davis. He's mid, going first round. first round. This is a guy that has dropped a lot, N'Kobe Dean. He could be out of the Well, first
3: as round. I told you, N'Kobe Dean's a very good football player. He's not an elite athlete. Right. So, on that Georgia defense where you have Trayvon Walker and Devontae Wide and Jordan Davis and, you know, all these other guys, a guy like Dean is going to excel because he's a C-ball, get ball, but he's not a C-ball, get ball like Devin Lloyd. He's not as long, he's not as explosive, he's not as fast. So what happens in the NFL, Tim, to a player like N'Kobe Dean, teams will isolate that. They will say, okay, we want to get Jonathan Taylor matched up on Nakobe Dean in space running routes. Like They will motion Debo Samuel in the backfield. We want to get Debo matched up on Nicobe Dean. So that's kind of why a guy that's as good of a college player as him could drop on draft day, still probably going to be a really good NFL player. But you can isolate and expose that lack of athleticism.
2: So the guys that I expect that could drop a little bit, uh, Drake, uh, George Karloftis, he's uh, here in town.
3: You know you know who's really dropping? Who's that? And I don't think it's anything that they've done, the wide receiver group.
2: Uh, like I'm t- I'd, I'd we'll be shocked see. if there's
3: more than one wide receiver taken in the top ten.
2: Uh, I'm just – I would be shocked – and I would not – I think – so here, here's what I would say. I think the Panthers are so desperate to get out, and I know that the Eagles love Jamison Williams.
3: Yeah, but here's what I happens think, at I six, I think they Tim. can trade up to six and get Jameson But, Tim, Williams. here's what happens at six. If the top three go like we think, if the Thibodeau to Detroit stuff and the Stingley to the Texan stuff is real at two and three, at six, you're going to have probably a Kwanu and maybe even Hutch. Sitting there and sauce, well, so, so now the targets well, change. So yeah, I mean for who's moving up? Because now somebody that covets a well,
2: Neil Cross, they all could be available at six.
3: If you're Kansas City mm-hmm. and some kind of way Hutchinson gets to six, you need a rush in.
2: You give up both first round. Picks or you
3: give up and- whatever they ask.
2: I mean, for Carolina, this could be for Carolina. We've been talking about doomsday scenarios for Carolina, right? Because what happens if I forget the scenario we we proposed? It was like essentially whatever it was. It was, talking it was about the Eagles. I'm, and Carolina. Trying to, I'm trying to think about Carolina. We, we proposed a a a option where it was like it was just worst case scenario. But if Kayvon Thibodeau goes two, now you're looking at like you said a pretty enticing piece yeah. available at six. Do they stick and get Iki Aquanu? Do they if he's available or Evan Neal or Charles Cross or like you said? to a team like the Chiefs see, hey, we've got two first-round picks and an opportunity to maybe get a, maybe not elite, but a very, very good instant impact guy like Aiden Hutchinson. So I, I wouldn't cigar bet you on wide receivers top 10 because I just don't know. Right. I've said it from the jump. I don't know where they go. I think, ask- I think there's a run. I think Atlanta, Drake London makes a lot of sense. Uh, I know Washington loves Drake London. They're not passing on Drake London at 11 from all accounts. But is he going to be there? Jamison Williams, the Eagles love him.
3: Let me ask you a question. Yeah. If the top three goes like the market says, Walker, Thibodeau,
2: well, the market, uh, just a quick caveat: the market still says Hutchinson, Hutchinson two. Right, but I mean the market but move the, the on movement. Thibodeau. Yes. Right. Okay. Let's. Yeah. For that sake.
3: Jets call San Francisco. We'll give you the fourth pick for Debo straight up. You're San Fran. You make that deal? Yes. For the Jets. Do you
2: make that deal? Because, because I have ten. I don't think I give up four. I give up ten. But three. the player that the Niners would covet
3: would probably be more likely to entice them to move Debo, who they don't want to move mm-hmm. at four, than the player who the players that would be available if the at Jets ten. Jets
2: call with four. I think that I think the Niners.
3: Interesting scenarios. Would you take
2: out. it? If you were the Jets, or sorry, if you were the Niners, and they said, all right, here's, well, here's four. It, think about it
3: just would depend on how serious I think Debo is
2: about not playing for us. Right. Well, and think about the price tag. You would be getting a much more coveted piece than went for Devontae Adams and went for Tyreek Hill. But you're
3: giving up Debo. I don't think they're very good on offense without Debo right now.
2: That, that's fair. So maybe yeah. you say, or dig our heels in. Well, one of the best mock drafters out there, Evan Silva from Establish the Run. Does he think we could see Kayvon Thibodeau going number two? Talk to him. Top of the hour. Stick around right here on the Nightcap. If you thought there was a sports betting offseason, think again. Our wow. VSIN sports betting experts are working 24 7 to keep you informed on every sport on the schedule. The over pays the same for a base, over pays the same for a
3: base, over pays the same for a base, over pays the